Good afternoon and welcome to this podcast from Evidence-Based Nursing. My name is Helen Noble and I'm a lecturer in Health Services Research at Queen's University in Belfast and I'm joined today by Brett Toombs who's a researcher at McGill University and the Jewish General Hospital. We're discussing a commentary which was recently published in Evidence-Based Nursing that was based on a paper by Sky and colleagues which is titled Clinical Outcomes Associated with Screening and Referral for Depression in an Acute Cardiac Ward. Okay, hello, Brett. Yep. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm thrilled to be here. Great. Um, I just wanted to uh, open our discussion by talking about the, the paper which focuses on depression screening tools for acute cardiac patients who are at risk of depression. And you have an interest in this area and just wondered if you could tell me a little bit about your your interest. Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, Actually, I've done a lot of work on depression screening and it started in cardiovascular care. Um, Probably in around 2006 or 2007, uh, when I was at Johns Hopkins, we we were interested in the question of how we could do better screening and, and begin to look at uh, maybe ways that we can improve screening. And as we started to get into this, um, we realized that nobody had actually reviewed the evidence or whether whether there was any evidence at all that, that um, depression screening benefited cardiac patients. So we did a systematic review. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that there weren't a, wasn't a lot of evidence on how accurate our screening tools were. Mm-hmm. Um, depression treatment works about as well in cardiovascular care as it does for everybody else. So that, that doesn't seem to be a concern. We We can treat depression in cardiovascular care. But the concerning thing we found is that there hadn't been any randomized controlled trials that actually showed that screening benefited patients compared to not being screened, that we could actually translate that into uh, better outcomes, and and that's the question that we've looked at in a number of populations since then. Great. So moving on from that then, can you tell me what this paper tells us about this particular issue? Sure. So what the researchers did here, when patients were admitted to a cardiovascular uh, unit, they screened them. They basically gave them, gave them a screening tool. Uh, the cardiac depression scale, and they, based on how high they scored, classified them as not likely at risk or at moderate at high risk of having depression. And then what they did is they they had a paradigm by which uh, for patients at moderate or high risk, uh, nurses would uh, discuss this with the patients, discuss with the clinicians, and document this. They found that of the patients who were at, they, they deemed to be at risk, that the nurses were able to uh, document this in the medical chart for about 90% of them, discussed it with their uh, physician or the clinicians handling the case in 90%, and was formally commuted to the medical team for 85%. So we know, we know from this that is this, you know, as far as administering the questionnaire and reporting it, that we can, we can do this. What, what they also found, though, is that they, out of the whole pool of 200-some people, they, tr- they referred 11 patients to psychiatric services, but only four agreed to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there wasn't a lot of uptake on this in the end. Right. And can you just tease out a little bit more for me how the authors of the original paper came to their conclusions? Well, it's interesting. They they actually concluded that this shows that this is you know depression can, uh, screening can be done feasibly, and that it would be a a good way to get treatment for people who need uh, mental health treatment in a cardiovascular setting. One thing that we have to be careful with is that administering a questionnaire and reporting, which is what we, we did here, what the researchers did here, is really only a smart, small part of the, uh, the screening program. Screening really needs to be thought of as a program. And, and for screening to work, we do have to be able to administer a questionnaire, and we do have to be able to communicate it to, to the caretakers and the patients, but we also have to 
identify the right people very accurately. We have to be able to, to get those people into um, services, have them agree to do that. We have to be able to treat the depression and have it uh, improve their, the outcomes and so forth. So there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that Warren addressed here. Um, and, and I think that's the place where I think that we may be jumping a little bit ahead or a lot ahead in saying that this shows that we, c we can be doing this intervention. I think there's a lot more pieces of where we need evidence before we can draw, realistically draw that conclusion. Okay. Um, that's interesting. So thinking about the, the implications for practice from this research study, are, is there anything in particular you think we can take away that's related to practice in particular? I don't think that we'd want to encourage people to to screen and administer questionnaires because they've they've done it. And I actually think if we can do that here, I think something that's important to to think about in practice is that very few patients actually agreed to go forward and 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 get treatment for this. And screening yes. can't work yes. unless we not only get people into treatment, but the treatment is su successful. Yes. Um, so I, I think what what this shows us is that we should be very cautious about doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and that we, we shouldn't screen people unless we have evidence that it's going to benefit people because there, there is a cost for this. And as you all know, in the UK and here in Canada, we're, we have a fixed purse. So if we're going to do this and we're going to make referrals and we're going to do assessments, but we're, we haven't shown that it benefits people, we have to ask us what service are we going to drop to do this? Depression is an important problem, not only in cardiovascular care, but in other medical settings with people who are dealing with chronic diseases. And we generally don't do a very good job treating it. So we have people who, who have depression. Many people have depression. Tell us they have depression uh, when there's discussions with their physicians or nurses. And, and we're not, we don't do a great job of getting them into treatment, keeping them in treatment, and, and um, having successful outcomes. So I think that one concern is that if we begin to, to screen people to look for more people to put into the system, we may have fewer resources to actually do anything about it, to treat them. That, that's a real concern. Mm, and that's a really interesting point that you raised, that uh, this issue around getting people into treatment. And I just wondered if you had any tips for our listeners in terms of actually, once the people with depression are identified, actually getting them into treatment and sustaining the treatment. I guess what we do know from primary care settings, that when people have tried to do trials or screening where they screen some patients and not screen others, the patients who have been screened haven't had better depression outcomes than the ones who are not screened. Okay. And I think one of the, some of the reasons are that we're targeting people who don't have very serious depression. The people with more serious depression, we often do get into care. And so I think we need to do a better job of letting people know that we have these services, uh -huh. educating them about it, yes. being comfortable asking, asking questions about depression when it seems to make sense but not going out across the board and trying to find things that, that aren't apparent or that don't come to us even after we educate patients. I think that makes the most sense. And these tools, these, these depression uh, questionnaires can be very good once we have a concern to trying to tease that out. Right, um, okay. And I think right. I would recommend that people use them for that purpose uh -huh. rather than implementing broad-based screening programs with all their patients. Lovely, okay. Well, that leads us on to the next question then related to further research. Where do you think research should head in this area now? What further research is required? Well, I think we need, a, we need a trial of depression screening. We need to basically randomize people, uh, enroll people in a trial, and randomize to either be screened or not screened. We want to do that within practices. We probably want to get pe people from a number of cardiovascular care settings, uh, have some of them screen their patients, have some of them not screen their patients, provide appropriate depression care services, you know, both to the people who get who are identified through screening and people in the other settings who are identified just because their physicians or their nurses have uncovered depression through conversations with their patients. 
and then we should see if screening really helps. And if screening really helps at that point, then we should work to implement it across the board and really get behind it. If it doesn't help, though, then we should really focus on what what does just as well, which is um, you know good education of uh, nurses and other healthcare providers, uh, discussions with patients, openness about the issue, and then providing the best care we can because we don't want to take the next step up and spend lots of resources if we're not going to do it better. And, and we really we really do need a trial to determine determine if we can if screening will be a, a, a good solution. Yes. Yes. Okay. Lovely. Um, and then just finally, uh, if our listeners could just take one thing away from this podcast, what do you think that should be? Well, I ho hopefully I can say two. Uh, okay. I think that the, the two things to take away would be that depression is, a, is really important, and we should talk to our patients about it. We should, when it does seem to be a problem, we should be comfortable doing that. But the second thing is we, we're not ready yet to go across the board and screen all our patients for depression. We, we, there's, there's some risk in doing that in terms of resource utilization and so forth, but we don't have any evidence at this point that we can do this in, well enough to, to benefit patients. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lovely. Well, thank you very, very much for, for joining me today, uh, and I hope that our listeners have found that helpful. Well, th thank you, Helen. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.